Welcome to Wild Tater, the Food Forest Podcast. I'm Charles Hathaway. Today we're going to talk about the aronia berry, also known as black chokeberry. And I hesitate to use the word chokeberry because it makes it often confused with the choke cherry, which is a different species entirely. And sometimes when I'm talking to people about aronia berries, um, they talk about their choke cherry this, their choke cherry that, and they're really talking about a choke berry, which is an aronia berry. So that that's a little confusing to people. I'm just going to use the term aronia, but uh, the uh, botanical name is aronia melanocarpa. So if you want to know specifically which one that is, that's what we're talking about, aronia melocarpa. Now, aronia is cold-hardy to zone 3, so it can withstand cold down to negative 40 degrees Fahrenheit. It can go up to zone 8, as with other plants. So There may be argument on both ends about whether it can go colder or hotter or whether it does well in you know, other areas. But if you're between 3 and 8, you should be okay. Soil pH, it prefers 6 to 6.5, but it will do okay in anything from 5 to 8. So it's a nice wide range uh, soil pH plant. As for watering needs, it likes a lot of water. It, it wouldn't even mind a little bit of waterlogged soil, though it would probably prefer a moist, well-drained soil. It's funny when you talk about plants and and what kind of soil they prefer. They all say well-drained soil. Very, uh, I can't think of anything other than uh, maybe algae that <laughs> prefers a nice well-drained soil. So that means they want to be able to have fresh water coming through, not old sitting water for a long time. But waterlogged soil is okay um, for this plant. It will tolerate, but it does not tolerate drought. So if you're in a drought-prone area or you're planting it in a drought-prone spot, drought-prone spot, probably don't want to do aronia berry there. Its blooming season is spring. Its harvest season is fall. And it will generally fruit between the ages of two and five years old. Although I haven't yet found out how long these can live. So, But the fact that some of them won't uh, fruit until they're five years old hints to me that they probably live a good long time probably many decades would be my guess okay so to pollinate these for fruit they will pollinate on their own you can have just one and it will grow fruit however just like every other plant they do get more fruit per plant if there are many plants around uh, different plants so if you have at least two both of them will do better and that's assuming, of course, that they were uh, plant transplanted by seed rather than um, by, you know, cuttings. But either way, it, it'll grow fruit on its own as well, so it's it's not a big deal. Size and maturity is three to six feet tall and wide. So this is a bush. It, uh, as far as sun needs, it likes full sun, but will do okay in partial shade. It'll also grow in mostly shade, but won't produce as much fruit. That's That seems to be a thing with, with most berries, is if, they're, if they get no sun, they just don't really grow berries well. If they get too much sun, they're, they may be stressed out enough to uh, not grow berries very well. 
so they usually like to have sun for a few hours, but not constant unabated sun all day, every day. So some dappled shade, partial shade is always good. If it could choose its ideal habitat, it would probably be a nice wet stream bed, maybe with, you know, maybe four hours of sun with dappled shade for the rest of the day, a cool mountainside creek, you know, something to that effect. But you can pull this off in your yard by uh, sometimes putting it in an area where it gets morning sun, but not afternoon sun. Um, you know, in a if there's an area that uh, maybe your your water cooler is dripping all the time, this would be a great place to a great thing to stick under that. You know, nice wet area. And I don't think I mentioned it before, but this is in the rose family, which is the apple family and the pear family, all those uh, plant service berry, things like that. There's a lot of berries and fruits in the, in the rose family. Okay, so as I mentioned, uh, this is not a choke cherry, though it is often confused with a choke cherry because it's called a choke berry. I've even heard choke cherries called choke berries, which is confusing. I think we should not use either term. <laughs> but uh, but it's a misnomer anyway. This isn't a terrible you know fruit that you taste it and you're going to choke on it because it's so terrible, as you might assume from the name. Um, rather, it does have a nice flavor, though it is a little bit astringent. Now, if you're not familiar with the, the term astringent or astringency, astringency, astringency is not a flavor, so to speak, but it's more of an effect or texture, kind of a chemical reaction in the mouth. It's, and it causes the effect of feeling dry, kind of giving you a puckery sensation. A good example of this is if you've had an underripe apple. Okay, take out the tartness, but just think of the effect of that underripe apple in your mouth. It it feels like kind of dries out your mouth, maybe makes your lips feel like they're sticking to your teeth a little bit, you know, that kind of kind of just very internally dry sensation. That is called astringency. And it's not, you know, in most things that are astringent that we eat on a regular basis, it's not usually very severe, and so we don't notice it and we kind of think oh that's a little tart or oh that's a little bitter when really the tartness or the bitterness is the flavor that accompanies the astringency rather than being the cause of the astringency another example of an astringent fruit would be pears the effect that they have in your mouth cranberries will do it very strongly they're a very astringent fruit though most people don't eat raw um cranberries. So you do get a little bit of the effect in uh, in cranberry sauce. I have a suspicion, and I don't know, it may be more to do with tartness, but I have a suspicion that astringency is part of what causes that effect of making milk or water not taste good. You know how you eat an apple and you taste water and you're like, what's going on with this water? It suddenly tastes bad or milk, same thing, you know, or cranberry sauce, good gravy. If you ever have cranberry sauce and then drink milk, you're like, ah, what happened to the flavor of this milk? It's just because of, I suspect, the astringency in the cranberry sauce. So anyway, my point is, these can be a little bit astringent, the aronia berries 
can. And But you do lose that effect um, somewhat when you cook it. And you do also want to make sure that these are fully ripe. If you get them underripe, they will be more astringent. Um, but if you get them plenty ripe, some people will even wait until after a good frost, which, you know, something about frost seems to reduce astringency in plants. I have some, some uh, Marshall crab apples that have a lovely cranberry-like flavor and after a couple of good frosts they you pick them off the tree and they taste like craisins they just have the sweetness of the crab apple without the astringency leaving behind this nice you know craisin kind of flavor so I, I suspect it does something similar to the aronia berries when they are frozen or go through a, a night of frost or two another thing that's notable about um aronia berries is they are a fabulous fabulous source of antioxidants they're kind of an antioxidant superstar um, and as far as jams and jellies which they are popular to make for jams and jellies or to use for jams and jellies they are also popular for using other fruits jams and jellies so may say you're making a raspberry jam you have include some aronia berries in there they have uh, a high enough pectin content that they will provide that thickener for your raspberry jam. And uh, since their own flavor is just pleasant but not very strong compared to that of the raspberry, um, they're a good thing to add into uh, another kind of jam. So they're, they're a good pectin source, if you will. Medicinally, the only thing I'm aware of is that the berries are can be used to make tea in treatment for cold. So make some aronia berry tea. That sounds good anyway. I wouldn't mind trying that myself. So there you go. If you have a wet spot in your yard, maybe there's a creek nearby, a dripping faucet, something that leaks out into your yard, go ahead and plant an aronia berry there. See how it does. It might enjoy it if you have a pond, stick it next to the pond, something like that. And with that, thank you again for listening.